Hi, this is episode 8 of the Coronavirus Daily and I am Ajay Punya. With oil prices falling to historic lows, according to reports from unconfirmed sources, there has never been a better time or worse time to go on a road trip. In fact, in Canada, the price of oil is lower than a pint of beer. Spare to stick to beer though, because oil may give you gas. Cheers. The date today is 1st April, Wednesday. First, the uncertain. Like authoritarian, like authoritarians snapping up opportunities, here's a case of more opportunities in crisis. The plastics industry that was facing the brunt of ecologists and governments has found itself a new opportunity in the ongoing COVID-19 crisis. Calling reusable bags, petri dishes for bacteria and carriers of harmful pathogens, an industry lobbying group called Bag the Ban is trying to block laws prohibiting single-use plastic. They call reusable bags virus-laden and health threat. However, to counter those claims, studies suggest single-use plastics can still harbor viruses and bacteria that they pick up from their manufacturing, transport, stocking or even use. Political leaders and other people keep asking if malaria, TB, flu, diabetes, etc. lead to millions of lives lost every year, then why this economic ruckus over a virus that will lead to deaths equal to fraction of those? That's the wrong question to ask. The right question to ask, however, is how many lives could have been saved if these diseases received the same attention as coronavirus? Thus, as governments spend billions of dollars on disaster relief package, I hope we never have to hear how expensive investing in public health is. Print media is on life support. That's not news. Ad revenue has declined sharply recently, forcing media houses to go digital. But no one knows how to monetize digital, digital content handsomely yet. Paywalls, banner ads, etc. are some ways to go about it. Thus, they've been waging a war to stay relevant. But these were the state of affairs in the pre-COVID-19 era. Now with the pandemic, things have gotten much worse. As I mentioned last week, newspaper vendors suspended deliveries in a few cities as uncertainties around lockdown, well, became even more uncertain coupled with arbitrary RWA rules and khaki-clad lucky swingers. Readers are cancelling subscriptions. History tells us, in times of global crisis, newspapers help people keep track of events as they unfold. This is probably the first time ever when people do not want to buy papers. And suddenly, the dual disruption, lack of ads and ability to supply spells nightmare for print. Naturally, media executives are making a lot of noise around the safety of newspapers. Many are sending e-papers on WhatsApp or emails while also making e-papers free. But behind the noise is the quest to survive, protect the reach and bank on the subscription habit of the readers. And now for some of the good, the bad and the ugly. The good. As American sanctions on Iran continue, the Iran, that is under serious grip of COVID-19, started stinking of human rights violations. Europe came together to develop medical goods to Iran. The first batch of supplies are already there amidst a government warning that the epidemic could be in Iran for several months and cost over 10,000 lives. Britain, Germany and France came together and did this via their Instex barter system 
And now Instex and its Iranian counterpart, STFI will work on more transactions and enhancing the mechanism. Johnson & Johnson said on Monday that it and the US government will invest $1 billion to create enough manufacturing capacity to make more than 1 billion doses of a vaccine it is testing to stop the new coronavirus that has killed more than 42,000 people around the world. They don't know if it works yet, but they're building capacity in case it does. The bad. Possibly a direct consequence of the crisis would be expanding role of the state to the detriment of individual privacy. In fact, in some Asian countries, digital surveillance like tracking mobile and credit card to track movements of people has already begun. China, which is years ahead in this game than the rest of the world, has an app that citizens must download. It assigns a color code indicating their contagion risk and determines who is allowed in public spaces. The shock and awe or novelty of the term surveillance state will wear off as the practice becomes ubiquitous. Now, as the world is under various kinds of isolation measures like lockdown, quarantine or curfew, a new yet expected topic has gained currency, the psychological and social impact of these. China, Malaysia, France and Australia have all seen increase in domestic abuse and divorce cases and worse, even babies getting abandoned. As Lancet said in an article last month, that cabin fever can creep in, making one feel irritated, dissatisfied, restless and the obvious bored. I don't have much to say for comfort though, except that once when normalcy returns, let's all take a day to relax. And now, the ugly. If your anxiety got triggered listening to the bad, I would request you to avoid listening anymore. Okay, so now that you're still here, Turkmenistan, which has till date reported zero cases of coronavirus, has banned the usage of the word in all state-controlled media. People wearing face masks or talking about the, on street, at bus stops or in lines outside shops are liable to be arrested by plainclothes police. Well, that's a rather unusual way to fight the... Before I go, the funnies. In a series of now-deleted Facebook posts, Malaysia's Women Ministry listed some suggestions for how women should behave during lockdown. But the problem were the suggestions themselves, rating high on sexism and beardness quotient. One, wear makeup and dress neatly while working from home. Two, avoid nagging husbands. And three, imitate Doraemon's squeaky voice. What? The ministry did apologize, however, but justified saying the suggestions were aimed at maintaining positive relationships among family members. By Doraemon's voice? Goodbye, wash your hands and see you tomorrow.